0: This is episode number 67 of the Ardella Training Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Ardella Training Podcast, the podcast dedicated to forging athletic bodies around the world. Ardellatraining.com is the no BS authority in kettlebell and barbell training for today's athlete, coach, and fitness enthusiast. Get strong, build muscle, and forge an athletic body with your host, the scientist of strength, Scott Ardella.
0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's Scott and welcome to this week's episode. I've got a great one for you. In this week's show, you're going to learn about the art of mental training with peak performance coach, Dan Gonzalez. I'm going to tell you all about Dan in just a few minutes. And I really want you to listen through to this episode and and think about it. Uh, I All I can tell you is if you really want to elevate your training, elevate your performance, this information really, really matters. So really, uh, Come into this uh, this podcast session with an open mind, and and listen and learn and think about what you can apply in your training. All right. Before we get into this, as always, if you like the show, please make sure to drop in a quick review in iTunes or Stitcher. As I always say, it's really easy to do, and it only takes a minute of your time. So I would greatly appreciate it if you could do that. That would be great. I also wanted to let you know I have a, uh, a new free report at Ardellatraining.com. Now, this report was just launched uh, a few days ago. It's called Kettlebell Impact. It's 12 really awesome kettlebell training sessions. These are 12 of my uh, personal favorites. I put them together in a, a great free report. Uh, you can go to Ardellatraining.com forward slash join and that'll take you right to the page where you can, um, learn more about kettlebell impact and, um, and subscribe to the Ardella training community. And I I guarantee you won't be disappointed with this report. (laughs) So check that out. Another quick thing I wanted to mention, if you have questions that I can address on the show, if you have comments, suggestions, feedback, Um, guests that you'd like to hear on the podcast, let me know. So uh, you can email me. You can always email me at scott at ardellatraining.com. Again, that's scott at ardellatraining.com. Just shoot me a quick email. Let me know uh, what questions you may have, what uh, comments or suggestions or guests you'd like to hear on the show. And I'll see if I can do that in future episodes as I do weekly shows here on the Ardella Training Podcast, of course. So uh, let me know. I also have a ton of other things I'd like to tell you about, but for time's sake, we're going to get right into this interview and really continue with the topic of mindset training because this is really an important topic I feel that can really help us all to take our training to a higher level and to go to that um, To a level of peak performance and get the most out of our training, get the results that we want and continue to always get better, to continue to always improve. And that's really what it's all about. That's what I'm interested in. I hope that you're interested in that as well. And the the mindset, the mental edge can make a huge, huge difference. And I feel that there's not a lot of information out there as far as mindset in training. There's a lot of information out there on, on training and programming and techniques and Uh, nutrition and things like that. A lot of podcasts talk about that, but not a lot about the mindset. And mindset is so important and it really ties in to nutrition and the physical training and and all that other stuff. But the the mindset is really, really important. So I know that I'm trying to learn as much as I can about the psychology of training and the psychology of peak performance. And I came across this uh, book called Uh, The Art of Mental Training, which was really fantastic. I read a couple of great books as far as mindset goes and certainly one of the more recent podcasts that I've done. I had Dr. Jim Afromow on and we talked about his book, The Champion's Mind, which is a great book. And The Art of Mental Training, these are the two books that I got, The Art of Mental Training and The Champion's Mind. And they are really, really outstanding books. So I highly recommend this book. You're going to hear about that, why I like it. And uh, you're going to hear all about it from the author himself. So let me tell you about Dan Gonzalez before we dive into this interview. So peak performance coach Dan Gonzalez is among a very fortunate few who have had the unique experience of learning from the late Dr. Peter Siegel. Dr. Siegel is a world-renowned sports and peak performance authority. And in the art of mental training... Dan explains, teaches, and helps you develop the psychological skills required for peak performance and mental toughness. With a client list that includes top athletes, executives, actors, pro fighters, musicians, soldiers, doctors, lawyers, and many others from all walks of life, Dan has been helping clients reach new levels of achievement and peak performance since 1988. The Art of Mental Training is truly a guide to performance excellence written by an expert and a very unique teacher. Dan's background and life experiences include a background as a naval aviator, federal agent, military cybersecurity specialist, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, black belt, and peak performance coach. So with that, let's get started in this uh, great interview with peak performance coach Dan Gonzalez. Again, I, I highly recommend, again, just listening through. It's a lot of content A lot of, uh, I think he does a really good job of keeping things simple, but at the same time, uh, giving a lot of uh, diving deep into the content. So just think about the, the simple framework. And then at the end, as always, I ask, what can we do with this information? What can we use and apply right now? So make sure you listen for Dan's advice at the end. All right, let's get started. Joining me now is peak performance coach and the author of a great book called The Art of Mental Training, Dan Gonzalez. Dan, it is great to have you here today. Thanks so much.
1: Hi Scott and uh, likewise thanks for the opportunity I uh, been looking forward to visiting with you and your uh, listeners
0: yeah I've been looking forward to this and I know we've had communications for the past couple of weeks and I'm glad that we finally are able to get this done so let's dive right into the questions and the first question is can you tell the listeners about your background and experiences in peak performance training
1: sure So. You know, I'm not your typical Ph.D. in sports psychology. I've had a whole different route of uh, uh, learning from great instructors and and teachers along the way. So, um, uh, you know, I can start out by touching base in regards to my martial arts instructors throughout the years, people like You know, as mentioned in the book, uh, Leo Tai, Carlos Machado is the, uh, the eldest of the Machado brothers, cousins of the Gracie family that brought the art of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to the United States. Actually, Carlos' namesake is, uh, Carlos Gracie Sr. was his, uh, uncle. So, um... I've had some real interesting uh, martial arts instructors along the way. Um, but something that makes me unique, too, as, as a coach, is um, people like Dale Jones and, and Pete Siegel. Um, these are folks that really help me understand uh, how to tap into the inner resource uh, that we all have of the power of the subconscious mind, and uh, we'll touch upon that a little later. Uh, Tony Robbins is one of my uh, favorite psychology of change uh, personalities, uh, coaches. Um, you know, throughout the years, uh, I've kind of underwent my own graduate studies. I mean, I have a, I have a couple graduate degrees, and then, and then. Uh, Along the way, I've collected um, quite a library of of some of the uh, science of success um, great authors and thinkers, and um, underwent my own program as as I was uh, kind of saying, and um, gained the knowledge base uh, from these teachers and from these sources. And then also from my experience uh, as I went through different career paths, uh, I think that uh, uh, anyone that lands on the books page or happened to have gotten the book would say, wow, that's an interesting career path. You know, fundamentally or basically uh, landing in uh, military service, uh, in the naval aviation program, uh, aviation officer candidate school, uh, the Marines, uh, uh, pounding away and teaching you what mental toughness really is, um, and then moving on into, uh, federal law enforcement, the federal law enforcement training center, that, that, that whole experience in, in both those cases of a, uh, of a structured program put together by the government to develop their warriors. That's very valuable stuff. Right. And uh, so you know, along the way, I teach uh, privates, and then uh, of course I practice and and I coach Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and kickboxing, and I teach it to clients from all walks of life. I also had the opportunity uh, uh, to work with uh, NCAA University as a peak performance coach for athletes after the uh, head coach there, and I. Uh, you know ran across each other, he started talk he knew uh, an Olympic uh, wrestler who was you know very uh very high on the uh value of mental training and as as we got to know each other uh, he asked me to come on board and uh that worked out well and um got a lot of good experience there with the athletes so you know add to that competition and uh and encountering some what I call some deadly serious situations is along the way in my career path. Yeah, Just kind of put it all together, and um, that's my background. Yeah, uh, in regards to um, you know my influences and uh, where the knowledge base uh, came from.
0: Yeah, it's pretty diverse and extensive background, which you really cover quite a bit in the book. Dan, let me ask you: How would you define mental training?
1: Mental training itself as opposed to mental toughness or peak performance. Mental yeah. training. I would say that mental training, let me tell you how, how I, I try to help people understand things in, in regards to jiu-jitsu or, or, or whatever I'm teaching. In this case, uh, trying to help people grasp the concepts behind peak performance and achieving your goals, whatever they may be. Right. Um, we have to simplify the situation, and um, and so mental training, uh, I would say, let's look at a bunch of pieces of the puzzle that need to come together and create synergy so that we can, not by accident, but by focused choice, by putting all these pieces together, we can create an ideal mental climate internally that invites in the peak performance experience, what some athletes call, uh, I, was, I was just, uh, I was in the zone. I wasn't thinking. Uh, I was just performing. Uh, I wasn't interfering with my own performance. So right. mental training is, I would say, the process of, First, recognizing what all these pieces are of the puzzle, the knowledge, the techniques, the concepts, bringing them together through a practice that helps you achieve peak performance because of your ability to create the ideal mental climate from which peak performance springs forth. Because you, you, can't, you can't force peak performance. You have to create the environment that allows it to, to come out.
0: So the ideal mental climate is getting into the zone of training, let's say.
1: Yeah, the ideal mental climate is what allows us, in my opinion, to experience performance in that zone. So let, let, me, let me help a little bit here uh, on the idea of, of, of mental or uh, of the ideal performance state, okay? Right. So the ideal performance state or the ideal mental climate is what I call it. And, and understand that this is all common knowledge base of sports psychology, but if I can break it down for you in a way that's easier to understand, and I, if I can help you understand perhaps uh, what to practice, how to prepare, right? What some of the tools are that will get you through pre-game routines and through, as we'll visit a little later, other types of practice that will get you to more likely arrive at that at that ideal mental climate, then, then I've done my job. So in regards to how would you define it, help me understand what you mean, uh, I've just got a couple bullet points here because I didn't want to get off point, and <laughs> and I wanted to go ahead and, 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 and try to hit the things that are important so that it, hopefully it makes sense. Of course, it, it's all in the book, and in the book it's a lot easier to go over it a few times and really get it. But yeah. So the ideal mental climate is is what we're trying to get good at creating, even under extreme pressure. And it's the place from which peak performance springs forth. It's an internal environment, a mental internal environment, that allows the mind and the body to come together as one, and our training takes over, and no thoughts interfere. and And it occurs when one is playing or performing in the present moment, okay? So there's another right. concept for you. So it's the internal environment that invites what um, uh, a martial artist like myself would call the quiet mind, Right. okay? Right. And when we have that quiet mind during competition or under extreme pressure, whether it's flying Navy jets or drawing your gun, Um, in the line of uh, law enforcement, the present moment, you have to be in that present moment. That's where the quiet mind exists. So the ideal mental climate is getting to the point, doing the things earlier on that allows that environment that, that brings in and invites that quiet mind, in other words, now you are performing in the present moment because it's where everything comes together. Right. It's where performance and is, is flawless. It's, it's, it's automatic. It's based on your training. It's where there's no thought. There's no cluttered mind. You become an unstoppable champion, totally absorbed in the action. Right. And, and so it's the time when, where you perform really is, is, now, in the present moment. So the, by, by knowing what to shoot for and creating that ideal mental climate, that's the foundation, that's the catalyst that helps, helps you get to the point of performing in the now, in the present, and that's where peak performance tends to show up. Right. That's when, you know, you have a great athlete and and a reporter ask them, "What were you thinking when you were when, when you just did that?" And and they'll say, "I wasn't thinking about anything."
0: Right. I've heard that. I've heard that. Exactly. So, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about how we train and develop the ideal mental climate, but let, let's talk about a couple things that can really impair or destroy the mental climate? What are some things that would self-sabotage getting in that well, mental climate?
1: Yeah, so uh, things that interfere with it right away. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me give you a foundation uh, because it's a very important point and, and don't, don't let me forget your question. But before <laughs> I go there on what interferes with it, I think that one of the things that that I set out to accomplish in this book was to present things that I didn't necessarily find in other books. And that comes from the teachings of Pete Siegel, Dale Jones, and those are teachings that um, apply to self-belief, all right? Yep. So... If we don't have a strong, solid self-belief system, we're in trouble when we're seeking peak performance, okay? Now, the thing is that our self-belief system, it's unconscious. It's at an unconscious level. It's been formed by experiences and input from people all along the way and things that uh, might be good input, bad input, whatever, it was formed pretty pretty early on in our lives, and there's a process that a person goes through when they meet a challenge, or uh, let's leave it at that, they meet a challenge. There's kind of an internal unconscious dialogue that goes on between inside the mind, and it's basically asking, uh, can I do this? Right. And then it accesses, these memories that, and, and, and it accesses this self-belief system, and the answer is going to come back, yes or no, and that affects your self-confidence. So stronger self-belief leads to stronger self-confidence, which leads to increased, enhanced performance. See how they're all tied together? Yes. So when you say, what gets in our way? Well, you know, of course, there's the internal critic, the self-talk that pops up. Well, why is that negative self-talk popping up? Because our self-belief system could use some enforcement. It could be made stronger. Otherwise, the negative self-talk isn't going to be popping up. So negative self-talk, a, a self-belief system that can, uh, can use some enforcement, and, and we get into how to do that. Um, is probably our our biggest um, obstacle to reaching our potential. Yes. Because those things are kind of coming from within. Right. And not something that's too easy to to control at a conscious level if you don't work on it at a deeper level.
0: Right. So the first step is really to manage the negative self-talk. I mean, that's, that's the first negative. step in, in mental training to optimize performance.
1: Well, negative self-talk is an important thing that we want to shut down right away. And that's a conscious thing that we can do. We can interrupt that pattern and immediately replace it with positive self-talk and positive images okay, um, I'm fast, I'm good, I'm strong, instead of and when you catch that inner voice kind of asking you, can I really do this, or last time I tried this, or or just images and memories of failure popping up. You have to interrupt that pattern. So, yeah, that is, that is an easy way to begin to channel uh, the energy that you have, let's say, prior to competition or, or prior to meeting a, a serious challenge head-on, that is one of the ways that we can begin to interrupt the pattern of, of uh, negative self-talk or, or self-talk that is not uh, helping our belief system. So that's one of them. But if, if, if someone really wanted to say, how do I really start with this mental training stuff, um, I, I, say we need to look at some of the teachings of Pete Siegel and, uh, and one of my other instructors, Dale Jones, how do we reach that self-belief system at the unconscious level and make it as strong as possible so that it can begin to, to affect our behavior in a positive way and increase our self-confidence.
0: Was that pretty much your, your key learnings from wor- working with Dr. Siegel?
1: Dr. Siegel, you know, he's he was a very powerful guy in regards to uh, helping people reach new levels of performance. He was a um, he was the type of guy that had the high dollar client, the professional athletes, the professional teams, and um, his teachings. You know, he he really focuses on. That self belief system as the most important foundation. And then he blended uh, neuro linguistic programming with it uh, to, to really give you uh, a tool that you could use right before competition. And, and, the, and that's discussed in the book, too, is changing your state. Yes. Uh, you know, we bring in the critical three, we bring in some elements, to All of a sudden, you know, just prior to competition, you can really get yourself to a an empowering state, the champion ready to do battle, the champion ready to face the challenge. Uh, could be the professional ready to deliver a, a public speech. It, it can be whatever... Your challenge is we can get into an empowering state using NLP a few minutes before the event. And then prior to that, you know the work that we've done over a period of no less than six weeks, I mean realistically three months of work to really shore up that self-belief system with what I call success conditioning, which involves imagery, but not just imagery. This, this is critical. Yeah. It has to be imagery with feeling, with emotion. And it has to be done when you're in a very deep, relaxed state of awareness because that's when you establish a connection with the inner mind, with the subconscious mind which is where that self-belief system that affects your performance is resident so with the imagery of success seeing ourselves succeed mixed in with the feelings of success through this success conditioning learning how we explain and 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 a little further on you know we're going to make an mp3 available to where a relaxation and uh, imagineering uh, uh, session, you're led through it in a matter of 20 minutes or something. Along that line is probably sufficient. But by going through this process consistently for, like I say, a period of time and repetition, now those, those images and those feelings of success they begin to shore up and enforce and make stronger your self-belief system. Because what the subconscious mind receives through that type of success conditioning, it accepts as being true. And then it turns around and says, well, if this is true, then this is the way I must be. These are the things I must be doing. So from within comes this volition of, you know, I'm beginning to do the work that needs to be done without suffering through it. I'm beginning to move forward. I'm doing my road work. I'm, I'm, I'm having extremely powerful practice sessions. I'm doing all these things, achieving my goals. It seems kind of like effortlessly I am doing the things that need to be done because from deep inside that has become that success that you've you've shown your inner mind and and the stronger self-belief system you've built, that's what's acting from within to help you now move towards your goals in a more powerful way and achieve in a more powerful way and increase your self-confidence because first has to be the self-belief system that's so strong that right. it affects your self-confidence in a positive way, that then affects you, your ability to reach that peak performance experience. But remember, there's all the other pieces of the puzzle, which is what I call the champion mindset, yes. the knowledge base, the concept. Those things you have to absorb through the, the you know, for example, reading a book that lays them out for you, so you begin to think like a champion. You understand the tools that they use, the mental tools they use, so when it all comes together, you, have, you are able to create that ideal mental climate from which peak performance will spring forth. Now, remember, you have to work really hard on the physical. All that the mental can do is help you go higher in your, in your potential. When, when you have two athletes who train their heart out, and they're both equal it's the one that has been doing the mental training that gains that mental edge right his performance has been shown his or her performance has been shown to to be at a higher level than when all things when all things were equal compared to the athlete that was just focusing on the physical so the mental takes you further but you have to do the work
0: let me ask you about the imagery plus emotion so obviously that's going to be very important for competition but what about for for practice sessions okay so listeners here strength athletes is this something that you would recommend that they do before a a lift before a training session to maximize their performance in training. So th- what you're saying is this is not only for competition. This this should be practiced for regular training sessions. Is that correct?
1: In a way, it is because you have to, in, in my opinion, um, you know, to reach your goals, right? And then, and we'll ex- we explore that in the book too. I, I I try to help you really lay out your goals. So goals are what motivate you. All right. And without good goals, we're not going to be motivated. So, it, goals motivate you. So we have to have those goals. Now, to reach to reach that level where I'm going to have gained the mental edge, it does take a routine. And it's a combination of things, uh pre-game routines, uh uh how to take the pressure off myself, things of that nature, but again, this, con- this success conditioning isn't instantaneous. NLP is a more instantaneous technique, and that will help you get in state just prior to your competition, a few minutes prior to competition. But your training, uh, mental training along the way, should, should include the uh, success conditioning, uh, deep relaxation sessions, of imagineering um, visualization uh, with feeling consistently for, like I say, at least six weeks to really allow it to begin to take root at that deep level, that unconscious deep level, so that it can begin to affect your your self-confidence and your people so does that answer your question yeah well what would i be practicing well a lot of things but definitely the success conditioning you know i have people who do it twice a day you know once in the morning and once in the evening It, it really is about when does it fit into your schedule yeah and um it really, a big part of it is um, learning to uh, reach that deep, relaxed state of awareness where now you work your imagineering for 10 minutes or so before you allow yourself to come back up to your full awareness and you carry on with whatever is going on. So those sessions are critical.
0: So it's about a 10 minute, about a 10-minute daily practice?
1: uh you know realistically, the ten minutes is it's like get imagine this you know um you you learn to relax uh you learn to go deep, and then as we describe, there's a little process in the book that described it that with a little bit of practice, to yes get good at it, and then you know that might take you ten minutes to really get there and it it may take a little a little bit of practice to really learn how to go deep. Now, once you're there, then about 10 minutes of imagineering, as I call it, or that's what Walt Disney called it. Yeah. you know, Some of the greatest minds, some of the most creative people in the world uh, practice imagineering. And then, you know, then allow yourself to come out. So the imagineering, the key is that the imagineering needs to be um, done when you're in a very deep relaxed state of awareness because that's when it is really, those images and those feelings are really reaching your self-belief system and they are enforcing it and making it stronger. Together, it's probably a 20-minute session.
0: Dan, do you find that most people are able to implement this fairly easy? I mean, I, I guess it probably depends on the individual and um, some people may take longer than others, some people may be shorter, but in general, can most people apply this fairly easily
1: yeah, I, yeah it's very user friendly you know um, one of the things i'm working on doing is like i say I, i'm on my way to Los Angeles here real shortly and i'm going to be in this in the in the recording studio with the um, with the audio version of the book, but also one of the goals is the um, uh, the induction, the uh, imagineering, the relaxation, the stress conditioning walk through, so that that will make it easier. You put on your little headphones, you lay down for a few minutes, and you let uh, you let me guide you through what Pete showed me how to do which is let me get you into that show you how to relax that state and now you kick in your imagineering in regards to what you want to achieve and learn how to uh, do that well with feelings so that while you're in that relaxed state of awareness your own images and feelings are what are helping create that stronger self police system at that deep level, right? Now, you know, is it easy? It's described in the book. You know, it's clearly a lot easier um, if you have, you know you can do it as described. But one of my goals is to make it available as a quick little download so that someone can uh, can actually listen to the process and then. Uh, get good at it after, after a little bit of uh, awareness of what, what it is, what, what that deep, relaxed state is, why people get good at it, and you can just do it. Athletes, top athletes, are typically really good at their relaxation, success, conditioning sessions, very consistent with them and very good at reaching that deep level of relaxation. Right.
0: Right. So you kind of been talking about this, but the critical three, um, I wonder if you can just kind of summarize again, what is the critical three and um, why are they so important in a winning mindset?
1: Well, okay. Uh, You know, let me see here. Hold on just a second, because this way I'll make sure that I don't confuse anybody. Now, (laughs) You know, especially people who are listening for the first time. I call in the book, there's, there's a chapter called The Critical Three, which which I'm sure that's what you're referring to. Yes. And, and so breathing, relaxation, and imagery are critical elements that need to be all brought together in an effort to help Again, shore up our self belief system because self belief is what gets everything going. There's no, you know, there's no real tricks that anyone can use if the self belief system at a deep level is, is is not strong. So we use breathing in combination with the relaxation that we've described, I've described, and we've talked about. And yes. the imagery and the visualization with healing, you bring breathing into the process so that it can quiet your mind. Anytime you you set out, say for example, to try to quiet your mind, one of the most powerful ways to do it is to focus on your breathing. So in the critical three, one of the elements is breathing is taught to me by you know a great martial artist and what breathing will do is it'll it'll help clear your thought patterns your thinking it'll help ground you in the present moment by watching your breathing by practicing your breathing it it brings you into a let's call it a space kind of Inducive, it will help create that quiet mind. So when we come into the practice of the relaxation, blend in the imagery, and we bring in the breathing, it all comes together to help us get to that state of awareness that helps us establish that connection with the... um, subconscious mind so that we can we can shore up that self-belief system so when we bring those three together right we begin to work at a deep level on the self-belief system.
0: yeah so i mean th- that self-belief system is is so important i mean i think you really um emphasize that as a really kind of being the foundation of where it all starts and,
1: and that's the way I teach. And yeah. that's because of the way I was taught by Pete Spiegel.
0: Yeah. When I
1: first, you know, when I first uh, was introduced to Pete by Dale Jones, uh, you know, Dale kind of sensed where my interest was and, and and, and where my goal was to, to work with athletes and, and sports related. So Dale introduced me to Pete. They knew each other. And, um, I think that's the only reason Pete, you know, worked with me because like I say, Pete was very much focused on high dollar clients. but half the time it's who introduced you. And so in my <laughs> case, I was fortunate enough that Pete respected Dale and Dale introduced me. Now what Pete did right away, because I was by no means a high dollar client, was, uh, was he immediately put me on his program of success conditioning. And I immersed myself in it. And, and, and because he believed that the best, I, the best way to, he knew that my goal was to teach, the best way was to experience the benefits and the effect of practicing the success conditioning. And so over a period of time, you know, it completely reinforced my belief system, my athletic belief system. Yes. And, and and that's where all of a sudden things start happening to your self-confidence. And that's what starts setting things in motion in regards to that volition coming from within of, a, of an athlete, a person starting to do the things that need to be done automatically to reach that next level uh, and to make peak performance, the peak performance experience come easier. So... You know, um, the point is that Pete's training really set free what I call the warrior champion. And, and, and I've had a lifetime of achievement because of his sharing and teaching me this. So, you know, the key is that both Pete's and Dale's training was how to tap the power of the inner mind. And once you understand what, what it, why it works the way we describe. And and once you put the success conditioning and the practice of the critical three and bringing them together, then you'll start seeing how things start to um, uh, become better for you in regards to um, setting that warrior champion free from within. Now, I stayed in touch with Pete um, and towards the end there, I was trying to convince him that uh, maybe he should market this this program that he had, he had given me for a small token fee, uh, and he had told me, you know, share this with your students. And, and, uh, and I was like, why aren't you? My basically, this is what I give my 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 dollar client. Uh, how are they going to feel if all of a sudden anybody can really go out there and not come to me for this? So. In any case, um, he told me go out and create your own. He said, <laughs> he said, "Use what I've taught you and create your own. Write your own book." You know, yeah. it, it kind of motivated me. I was a little disappointed, but in a way, later on, uh, shortly thereafter, he passed away. Yeah, and uh, I thought, what a gift! You know, where he, he never put it out there, and now I'm I'm working on on my own version of what you know what Pete taught me. Right. To, to make it available in a way that he chose to not make it available. The teachings are, are not difficult. It's, it's the discipline. Are you going to have the discipline to practice and, and to apply yourself for that, for that required period of time to really allow that success conditioning to affect your performance? That, that was my friend, Pete.
0: Right. Right. So for listeners that, that don't have your book, the art of mental training, um, how would you describe the book and, and who, who should get it?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> let me go on record right now saying something. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you get feedback and, and, and most of it is really positive, but, uh, you also get feedback from a different angle. And, uh, let me just say that my martial arts instructor was calling me Danielson ten years before the movie <laughs> *Karate Kid* came out. Right? right. Yeah. I just want to make that. Let's just yeah. get that straight because I got gotcha. you. Yeah. It's so funny that you know what Ralph and Pat did in the movie as uh, Miyagi and uh, Danielson. You know, the book is not really anything like *Karate Kid*. Yeah. But because my instructor always called me Danielson, I, I wasn't going to leave that out. Sure. So the book is really a collection of, um, here's what I wanted to do. I want, look, I've, you know, there's so many great books on sports psychology in there. And and I respect all the authors, you know, and there's The Champion's Mind by Jim, you know, that, that's a great book. Yes. And it's very recent. And, and these are things that, these are concepts that are make up the body of knowledge, right? So, uh, what I have found as I was traveling this path was that many times working through the books that were that were that came before my book and Jim's book, yes, um, some of them were hard to get through. Okay, and and, uh, and, and for me. Some of them were hard to get through. Um, the other thing was that um, they talked a lot about, you know, these are, these are great practitioners, these sports psychologists, and they have a lot of uh, clientele that they will give you stories about how they helped this athlete and that athlete and this or that, and that, that's all good. But I'm not a professional athlete. So while the lessons were there, and I could work through the uh, book many times, it took more effort than, than I thought, you know I, I really wanted to put into it. Uh, so I set out to write a book that was easy to read, easy to read. It needs to <laughs> have, I told myself as yeah. I, as I sat down. And, Based on input from clients and students who were telling me this stuff is really helping me. I said, if I put it down, it needs to, it needs to give you the science of that. It needs to give you the foundational critical essential elements of, the, of sports psychology. But I want there to be a story that leads you through the introduction of all these elements. Uh, that are important in sports psychology. And then I'm, I want to tie it in with true events. Uh, I've, I've had an interesting life. I've, I've had some events and things where my training uh, with, with all my instructors has always come to the rescue, as it were. And it, it's proven applicable to so many things. So the book was written in a way to hopefully... Keep you turning pages. Now, yes. I had a great, um, a great coach in regards to writing it. Uh, Alice McVeigh is a, is a novelist in her own right, and uh, she helped me weave the uh, the true events into a story where all that foundational and essential critical elements of psychology are presented. And we, I wanted it to be something that you wouldn't say, God, that book was so hard to get through. That was so long. But yet when you turn back, you say, wow, well, okay, I read that in a day or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, but with the essentials and i got to go back. i got to keep this handy. i got yes. to highlight some things. Because <laughs> right. As you're reading it, the, the hope is that you're recognizing all these important things, but you still want to turn the page and keep going because I'm not making it work for you to get through it. You're hungry to keep going and then when you get to the back or the end of it, Hopefully you'll say, "All right, now this is a book that I'm going to use over and over again. This is when I need to reboot, when I need my success mentality to, when I need to get get myself focused again. Let me see, where was that? Oh, wait, right here. You know what? You know, I'm, I've got a copy of the book here. You know, all the different elements. You know, attitude on attitude." gaining the mental edge, the importance of self-belief, imagineering, self-confidence, controlling anger, the critical three, on losing, fear of failure, controlling fear, performance choking, you know, cool under pressure, the internal critic, true intense, what's your dream, your goals, do the work, getting there. I mean, it goes on where you can just kind of go, today I just want to, okay, let me go to that chat. And the idea is that in the end you're going to say, I know how to prepare to win. I know how to think like a champion. I've gained that champion mindset, and I'm also practicing the the, the critical success conditioning that he's laid out for me in a way that's easy to understand. And and over a reasonable period of time, it's coming together, and I'm beginning to uh, get good at creating that ideal mental climate Remember, it's not really about, I'm getting good at creating peak performance. No, no. In my opinion, it's I'm getting good at creating the ideal mental climate that allows peak performance to spring forth. So that's what the book's about, is to give it to you in an entertaining way, in a way that hopefully gets you through it in a very reasonable amount of time so you don't like you've been tasked with a homework assignment that's hard to get through.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that really summarizes it perfectly. I actually had a lot of follow up questions I was going to ask you, but I think you really summarized everything in that response, to tell you the truth. And I'll just say from my own experience, I did read it in a day. I mean, once I started reading it, I, I plowed through the book because it was so engaging. And while it's so easy to read, you know, the, the value was just incredible. And I've said this, yeah. And uh, again, I've said this before on podcasts, but anytime you read a book and can take one major thing away from it and apply that information, it was worth your time to read that book. And with your book, um, there were so many things, so many good, valuable chapters. And, you know, I did highlight and take notes. And now what I want to do is go back and do what you just kind of mentioned is, you know, have this book handy, And know, it's a great resource that I want to go back and reread because that's when you really learn things at a deeper level. And I want to apply more things. I, there there were some key things I took out of it and applied, and there are more things that I want to use. So, um, I mean, that's just tremendous accolades for the book, I think, because when you have so many multiple action items that you can take away from it. I mean, that that's a home-run book, in my opinion. So uh, thanks for providing uh, you're, such a great resource. You're
1: too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> you're too kind. <laughs> I really yeah, am. Mean, I, you mean. know, it, it, when someone appreciates it, like like I really feel you do, and and, and, and gets it it, it, makes it, it makes it worthwhile. You know, this wasn't a book that was thrown together. This is a book that developed over you know, several years. I think the copyright spans 2006 to 2013. And, you know, even in its simplicity, and, and remember, for example, you know, Bruce Lee, let me borrow, I, I I was fortunate enough to train with some of his original students. You know, uh, growing up in California, a martial arts capital, uh, you, you get lucky sometimes. And so... Uh, to borrow a line from Bruce Lee is that simplicity is the shortest distance between two points. And that's what I tried to do with this. Uh, when, when, when some scholarly types or academic types, um, you know, are expecting that um, this book should be more, I, I kind of ask myself, but did you notice what's in it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: help,
1: right. help me, help me here. Uh, what do you mean? It's, I mean, the body of knowledge is in there. Yeah. But I think it takes them um, a little bit by surprise in that, you know, I went down that route. Simplicity is the shortest distance in point. Um, you'd be surprised how many of the people that are embracing the book aren't athletes. They're actually people who haven't been exposed to this body of knowledge. And and it's a combination of things. It's not just pure sports psychology. That's in there. But remember, Pete Siegel and Dale Jones' foundational principles of how to um, increase your self-belief so that it increases self-confidence so that it leads to peak performance. Uh, you know, bringing in uh, towards the end of the book, although it's introduced early on, to give you an example how powerful it can be, the NLP technique, one of Pete's favorite NLP techniques, to help you get in state prior to your competition in addition to everything else you've been doing along the way. I I just scratch my head when they say, oh, you know, uh. I would have liked to have seen a little more. <laughs>
0: like,
1: okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Some people get it. Some people don't. But yeah. the majority of the people get it. And Absolutely. that's just one of them that says, you know, um, it's all in there. It's all in there. So I appreciate that. I really do.
0: Absolutely. So... Um you can get the book at Amazon.com. I'll have links for the book in the show notes of this episode. Again, the book is The Art of Mental Training. Dan, do you have any uh, contact information you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, um, I'll pass it on to you. Uh, you can go ahead and post it. There's, uh, there's uh, an old instructional uh, website for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu where I kind of laid things out. It's a video website years ago. Um, I don't know, something like 20, 22 hours of instruction on there for free. It's organized in a a different way than most people teach Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Kind of like this book. This is presented in a different way than most people teach sports psychology. Hey, wait a minute. There's a story to this. Uh, What do you mean? (laughs) So, you know, that's just the way I teach. Can I simplify it? Can I present it in a different way? So, That website is something that uh, people might enjoy exploring. Uh, And then, um, yeah, I'll I'll make sure I pass them on. We've got another one that uh, has um, 50 or so articles on sports psychology. You know, nothing long, 500-word articles. Uh, It it kind of links from the videos to that uh, website and then, it can lead a person to the book, but Amazon.com. The art of mental training is basically uh, where the book is, and um, you know we've had some really interesting results. We have we have publishing companies uh, approaching um, with questions about, oh, we'd like the rights to uh, to the German version of it, uh, and I, we'd like the rights to distribute. Or the Spanish version, and it's kind of it's kind of taken a life of its own in regards to the way it's it's spreading, and it's it's all coming from Amazon. So that's that's the main beacon where you can find it.
0: Well, that's excellent. I mean, I think uh, it sounds like you've had a tremendous success with the book, and I wish you uh, continued success. Again, I think it's an outstanding book. And again, I'll make sure that I attach links for uh, the things that, that you send me in the show notes for this episode. So make sure that you uh, go there and check that out as well. So, the big question as we wrap up, um, the big thing I always like to ask everybody that I interview is what action can a listener take after listening to this interview? Of course, I. We both recommend getting the book, but, uh, besides that, what action can someone walk away with and apply right now in their own training?
1: Yeah, that's a fair question. And, uh, it's an important one because I I would want to, um, I'd want to help people get immediate results, um, in, in, in working towards, towards what's important for them to achieve. So clearly, um, as you said, you know, we would like to, we would like to point you towards the book because one of the most important things to do is to get that that uh, foundational uh, knowledge base, especially the way we lay it out here through short chapters and for stories, and and to help you understand how this. Can all come together so that's one of the important things is let's get the foundational understanding of what I call the art okay so once you do that then the next thing is well um, you know you have to practice these things you, you so so let's let, let's let's understand that too and, and in there you're going to find the things that you can practice but we need to gain that champion mindset, and in order to gain that champion mindset, we need to really understand what it is and what we can do, how we can begin to think, the little tricks, the techniques, the, the way we think, we turn things around in our head, the way champions see things. We need to understand that. Um, so, you know, it's kind of hard to set somebody off in a direction to do something when, when you're not that they have that fundamental, foundational uh, idea of what they're shooting for. Um, But uh, one of the things I would say that's easy to start is, um, for example, start giving yourself um, 10 minutes in the morning or whatever to to just quiet your mind. You know, focus on your breathing a little bit to quiet your mind and, and listen to that that internal instinct, that intuition from within to help you get a feel for how to proceed on your day in a, in a way that at the, at the end of the day, you'll feel like, um, uh, I've had a successful day. So, you know, I kind of ask myself that in, in a way every morning is I'll just take that time to be still, learn to be still. Anyone can learn to be for a few minutes and and try to get an internal uh, feeling for what is it that you uh, are going to set off to do today that at the end of the day is going to make you feel like you've moved closer towards accomplishing something that's important to you. and And if you haven't and if you haven't done this other thing that you can do right away without, without doing anything other than sit down right now and, and dream a little bit. What's your dream? If you don't have a dream, um, if you don't have a vision, how are you going to get there? So that's something you can do right now from the get-go. No prerequisite. Sit down with yourself and ask yourself, what's your dream? What's my dream? What does my ideal um, life look like? What does two years from now, a year from now, five years from now? Lay it out. Get get an idea of where you want to arrive. Because once you dream a little, then you can sit down to begin to lay out your goals, your timeline, the steps that you need to take along the way to help you achieve your dream. So your homework assignment today is, (laughs) that's what I want to know. Ask yourself, lay it out, write it out. It's your ideal day, looking back, pretend you're five years out there now, and then write it out. This is what my life is right now. And then work backwards. Well if that's what my life is and that's what I want, how would I have gotten there? Because you're gonna see in that in that experiment, in that exercise, you're gonna find the things that you need to do to get there. And you're gonna be able to lay it out in a series of goals. And that's one of the things that I would urge everybody to make sure that you're focused on what's your dream, and then start your day by going internal just for a little bit to get a focus on your day so that you don't feel guilty at the end of the day that maybe you then accomplished something that was important to get done that day, step by step. Everything is step by step.
0: Well, that's uh that's really great advice. And um, the first thing you said about uh, having that quiet time and, and quieting the mind and, and just sitting, uh, I'm really glad that you said that because that's something that uh, a couple of other guests have said as well as their action items. So it's great when people say the same thing because it's kind of the repetition. So if you haven't done that yet, I think it really encourages us or encourages us all to go and do that. And then the other big thing obviously is, is really having the big vision, the big dream. And, um, I think a lot of people get caught up and they get busy and they, they lose track of what that, that big vision is. So two great, great action items. Thanks for sharing that. That's great. Dan, this has been a great interview. Thank you so much. Uh, again, the book is fantastic. The art of mental training, Again, I, I know it's going to do really, really well, and I hope that listeners go out and get it, because it's a, it's a super easy read, but a very high-value book that you can uh, really walk away from and, and really take a lot of action with. So uh, thank you so much, Dan.
1: Hey, it's been my pleasure, and thank you and, and your listeners. I, uh, I, I hope I passed the audition, as John <laughs> Lennon once said.
0: <laughs> it's fantastic. We appreciate Talk it. Talk to you later. All right. Take care. Well, just a quick recap here as I close down this episode, I hope that you got value from it. It's such an honor to have all of these experts come on the show and share their incredible story and insight and wisdom. And, you know, this is a different topic, you know, the, the mental training, the mindset. Now, this is a couple of interviews that we've done in this topic. And again, it's something I feel really strongly about that can help us all take our training to entirely new levels. So I know that if you're a listener of this show, that you're committed to peak performance and maximizing your training and taking things to a whole new level. And this is the kind of information that can really help us do that. So I hope that you get the great book, The Art of Mental Training. Again, it's a great read. It's a very easy read, but the practical value is very... Very high. So I think that uh, you're going to get a lot out of it. If you can take a couple things out of that book and apply them in your own training. You know the critical three that he that he talked about that's really important, so that chapter alone is is very high value. The chapter on goal setting is really, really good. I'm sure that you've read things about goal setting before, but this really makes it very simple. It's a very simple process and a very simple way to go about goal setting. I think that his advice at the end, that take action items were looking at how we can. Take the time in the morning to have that quiet mind. And this is something, again, that I'm working to do myself in my own training. Now, we've heard this before from now several different people on the show that have talked about this. So I think it's great, as I mentioned, that when you hear this over and over again, this is something that we need to do if we're not doing already. So think about that. And think about what is your vision, what is your big goal, what is your dream, essentially, in your training. What is it that you're going after? Again, it aligns with the things that I talk about a lot on the show, and that is always knowing what your big goal is and chasing one goal at a time. So really great action items that he uh, gave us at the end. And again, I, I highly encourage you to take action with that information as always. So uh, definitely check out the book. And uh, one quick thing, uh, the show's sponsor is uh, Audible, the audiobooks. I highly recommend audibletrial.com forward slash train to get your free trial of audiobooks. Again, there's a ton of great books. You heard Dan talking about how he is going to make The Art of Mental Training an audiobook. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash train to get your free trial of Audible audiobooks. books. Uh, you can also check out the show notes. I'll have links for things that we discussed in, in the show notes for the episode. So thank you for listening as always. I will catch you next time on the podcast. And that is a wrap for episode number 67. I'll see you next time, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Ardella Training Podcast. Go to ardellatraining.com right now to join Scott's tribe of passionate fitness enthusiasts. Get valuable updates and resources that will help you take it to the next level. Train strong. We'll catch you next time on the Ardella Training Podcast.